Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. I just want to welcome you guys, and I love you. Why don't we start with prayer today as we go to Facebook Live? Let's just pray. Let's agree. Let's unite our faith because God is doing something different in our lives right now. And I know you're seeing it. Some things have changed here and there. I mean, for heaven's sake, they canceled the NCAA tournament. So there's things in our lives that God is going, hey, put that away and think about me. Put that away. What's important? Put that away. Get close to your family again. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just honor you today. We trust you today because you are faithful, Lord. Scripture says, Scripture says that every good and perfect gift comes from you, Lord, the Father of lights, with whom is no shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift comes from you, God. And there's no chance that you're going to change on us or change your mind about us. Because of the blood of Jesus, we are right with you eternally, Lord. And now by faith, we are always going to walk in righteousness. God, we thank you for today. I thank you for your people here and your people watching on Facebook Live, Lord. It is your place, God, and you have declared this as holy. And I believe that all over the nation today, there's the gospel is going out to all kinds of homes like never before. Never before in history, God, in this nation, the gospel is going out live right now and this morning before and after this service. And Lord, I know that your word is going to fall on good ground. And your word will never return to you void, Lord, or empty. It will always accomplish what you send it to accomplish. And we receive that. And we believe today. And we give you glory. And we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Somebody said? Amen. Amen. So once again, I encourage you moms and dads. The kids are home longer. The school year's changed. And teachers, we're praying for you. And administrators. And some things are frustrating. Other things are just like, what's next? God is with you. You know, the, the advantage of faith is this, is your God does not change. The advantage to you having faith like you do. Here you are on a Sunday morning in a very unique season in our nation's history, very unique time in your life, unforgettable time. Your faith is what brings you close to God. His promises have not changed. His promises are not different. He's still with you. And I'm telling you right now, there's people listening they're listening to your words of faith. They're listening to the words of faith this morning. There's people listening at your jobs now maybe they wouldn't have listened before. And they're taking time to go, wow, it's a little freaky right now. But I'm going to tell you, God is faithful. As we continue our series, Faith for Life, let's just go ahead and put that first point on the, on the I was going to say on the board. I already took it to the classroom. The first point is you are blessed. Now we throw that word around a lot. We throw the word around a lot. I mean, you'll even hear non-Christians say, man, I'm blessed. Or people that have a little bit of faith or a lot of faith, they throw that word around or be blessed or have a blessed day. And that's cool because I like that word and it's a good word to throw around. But at the same time, God's blessing is conditional. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, you are blessed. You are blessed because you love God and you, you do your best to serve Him. And with His help, you're doing the best you can. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28. Verse 1, I'm going to read you some of the blessings promised in the Old Testament. Now remember this. Some folks say, well, that's the Old Testament. Yes, but God's law has not changed. Jesus came and he fulfilled ceremonial law. Somebody say ceremonial. Ceremonial law. 
We don't have to sacrifice animals anymore to get their blood to cover our sin. No, Jesus, Scripture says Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So he did it once and for all. Someone say once and for all. Once and for all, Jesus, he shed his blood and he, sat, he satisfied the wrath of God. He also satisfied the need for blood to cover sin. And his perfect blood, as the perfect Lamb of God, takes away the sin of the world. So we don't have to do the ceremonies anymore. But how many of you know that God's moral law stands forever? Morals didn't change. It's funny. People say, oh, yeah, all that was done away with. I can just get saved now and live however I want. Well, no, that's not what Scripture says. According to Scripture, God's moral law has not been done away with. Now, he condensed the law into this. Love the Lord your God with all your strength and soul and might, everything that is within you and about you, everything within you. You should love the Lord your God. And number two, you should love your neighbor as yourself. Somebody got clever with Jesus and said, well, who's my neighbor, right? Jesus gave him a parable or a story. We don't even know if it was a parable. It could have just been a true story. We don't know. But he gave the story of the Samaritan. Samaritans were hated by the Jews. And in this story, Jesus said that after a priest, someone who knew the law walked by, and after uh, a Jewish person walked by and somebody else, they just left a guy on the road who had been beaten and left for dead. But a Samaritan walked by and saw this Jewish person and picked him up and took him to an inn and paid for his stay and made sure his wounds were bandaged and he was taken care of. He loved that person even though they were on different sides of the spectrum at that time. Who is your neighbor? So that says your neighbor is anyone you come in contact with. Your neighbor is anyone that... Anyone with whom you have the power to do right. You say, is that just the neighbor on my street? No. Your neighbor is anybody you know. Your neighbor is someone that maybe you're friends with on Facebook and you just haven't even really met that much, but you're able to send them an encouraging word and tell them, man, I love you. I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Check out my post or whatever. Your neighbor is anyone that you come in contact with by phone, in person, through text, through Facebook, at the store, anywhere at all. That's who your neighbor is. And so we know that if that's true, then we go back to the law and we say, okay, God's moral law is still there. He's asking us to obey His commandments and praise God. They've been condensed to loving God and loving our neighbor. All right? So you're with me this morning. Let's read through this. If you fully obey, someone say fully. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all His commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. Isn't that a fabulous promise? You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Now look at these. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. Some of you are like, I don't have crops. Yeah, but you, have, you may have a savings account and it has interest on it. You may have a checking account. Maybe that's your crops. Things that you own and you're in charge of. Maybe your yard. Man, right now we're praying that our grass gets healed in the front lawn. We don't know what's going on that, with that. But I'm praying that our crops be, be, be blessed. Our crops at our house are green grass. All right? And we like green grass. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. How many of you in here have everything you need to survive right now? Raise your hand. Let me go ahead. Let's see. Uh-huh. Yeah, every hand is lifted in the whole room. Facebook Live, same thing for you. You have everything you need to survive right now, don't you? But you're also blessed. 
Some of you, it's crazy. We're seeing this trend now. You watch people who are putting God first, and they're somehow they're finding everything they need, and other people can't find it. They're out. They're out. Uh-huh, I know. And we've gone, and they're out of stuff. But I'm like, my wife and I have talked. said, do, well, do we really need that right now? Well, no, we're trying to look for that for someone else. Or, but every, we're, everyone around us who's putting God first is taken care of. I noticed when this started, shelves started emptying, and we were just, just like that, not even trying, God provided milk for the daycare a couple of times for two weeks each time. Just like that. There at the right time, you say, wow, God, God takes care of his people. God takes care of his people. But remember, blessing's conditional, and this is a great promise. So wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. You go to church, you're blessed. You're at the house watching this on Facebook Live. You're putting God first. You're blessed. You go to work and you're blessed. How many of you are still working? Raise your hand. How many of, how many of you wish they canceled work? I'm just kidding. Kind of. I, I'm, not, I'm not really kidding. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. Oh, that's powerful. They will attack you in one direction and scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and fill your storehouses with grain. What are your storehouses? Well, checking accounts, storage rooms. Some of y'all need to give away some stuff, right? Look in your closets. Y'all are blessed people. Did you know back in the day when the Industrial Revolution started, people had one or two shirts or things that they would wear? One or two. And a lot of them were wool. Have you ever tried wool on bare skin? It feels disgusting. Now you got all this soft stuff in your closet, huh? You got scarves. You can wrap it around your neck, your head. You have hats. Man, you have jeans. Some, some of you have 10, 15, 20. Some of you have 30 pairs of shoes. I'm not shaming you. I'm saying you're blessed. Praise God. But hey, it. You're so blessed, give some of that away during the season. You say, man, I, I'm really, I think I'm going to use that again. And if you don't plan on using it in the next two or three years, really, you should go ahead and just go ahead. Let somebody else wear them shoes, right? And I love giving away shoes because shoes are important to me. It's interesting how people who are raised poor, they like shoes. I was talking to Ephraim about that one time. It's true. People who are raised poor, they, I don't know why, they like shoes. I went to a guy's house one time. This is excessive, but... This is the blessing of living in this country. I went to a guy's apartment, and I kid you not, walked in. He didn't even have much furniture, but he had shoes lined up all along the walls. He was a single guy. I never seen anything like it. And it wasn't the hoarder vibe because the place was clean and neat, but he had shoes all over the house and in his, his other rooms, his storage. And he lived alone. He had Jordans. He had different color shoes. And I'm like, he's a collector, I guess. But he could wear one pair of shoes a day, and it would take him 60 days or 100 days to wear them all. It was weird. That was more than he needed. But I want to say, to this, say this to you this morning. The word El Shaddai, the name of God El Shaddai, means the God who is more than enough. The God who is more than enough. So during this season, don't worry. Jesus, he was talking about this two years ago. He said, don't worry about all that. I'll take care of you. Don't worry about tomorrow. I'm going to take care of you today. If God takes care of the flowers and the birds and all of this other stuff, he's going to take care of you. You're worth a lot more than the flowers and the birds, okay? So the Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. 
And I don't ever want to hear about anyone complaining about living in a small town again. Y'all have seen the news. I'm not going to get into all of it. But don't ever, there's nothing to do. They got all kinds of stuff to do in those places. And guess what? Closed. Don't ever complain about where God has placed you. This is going a little bit of a different direction. But don't ever complain about where God has placed you. Not at church. Not in your connect group. Not at your job. You say, man, well, I, this job, man. Well, don't you be complaining about it because it's still paying the bills. And God's always taking care of you. When is God not taking care of you? I ask everybody who's watching this right now, when has God not taken care of you? Even when we were a mess, even when we were disobedient, somehow we made it because God was merciful, man. But you want to be blessed. You want to be blessed. Check this out. The Lord your God will bless you in the land He is giving you. He will bless you in the land He is giving you. That's here. That's right here. That's right now. You're healthy. God is with you. Your faith is intact. Some of you, man, your hair is intact. God bless you. you you're, many of you are still working. Some of you say, man, well, it's not what I thought. No, you keep tithing and giving, and God's always going to take care of you, I promise. He will always take care of you. You are blessed. And I need to say this. Did you know Father Abraham, we say Father Abraham because he's the father of our faith. Did you know Father Abraham was blessed long before the law? And do you know why? Abraham was tithing at least 430 years before the law was ever even written. And people say, that, no, that's the law. We're going to do away. We don't have to tithe. Wait, Abraham, the father of our faith, God had commanded him, and he did it before the law was even written. He was tithing and giving. Why? Because it's an ancient law of giving and receiving. It's an ancient law of not being controlled by the things you own. It's an ancient law of managing the stuff you have and doing well with it, but giving and seeing to other people's needs. They say that patriarchs like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when they, when they had their flocks and their people, some of them, it's possible that those folks supported up to 5,000 people at a time. That's how blessed they were. They had workers. They had kids running around. They had goats and sheep running around. Doesn't mention dogs much, but I'm sure they had dogs. I don't know if they had cats at that time, you know, running around and stuff. But they had animals running around and people and servants and helpers and workers and thousands and thousands of cattle and sheep and all kinds of stuff. You had to be blessed to support all those folks. Some of the patriarchs, 2,000 to 5,000 people. It's very possible that they supported. And man, that's amazing, huh? And we, sometimes we get a little worried and say, man, there's five here, and how is God going to do it? Well, I don't know, but he always has, and he always will. I don't know exactly how he does it. I don't know exactly how he does it. Let me say this. In, in January, we gave our first fruits. God led us to give more than we had ever given, and we just did it. God kept speaking to us. I talked to you about that maybe a couple months ago. God spoke to Jen. God spoke to me. I was waiting. I said, Lord, I don't know if that's you, but you can tell Jen. And then she was waiting for him to tell me. And then we talked. And then, and then I said, how much did he tell you? And it was exactly extra what God had told me to give. And God just took care of it. Well, we gave over and beyond our budget. And I still don't know how God did that. We've been so blessed, but we never missed it. It was way beyond what we normally give. But that's how God works. That's how God works. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, 
there are mysteries and there are hidden things. Those belong to God. But the commandments that he has given us, those we're responsible for. Are you with me today? And he promised to bless you in the land he has given you. you. So number one today, you are blessed. Somebody say, I am blessed. Oh yeah, you really are. You really are. You have more than enough. Number one. Number two, you are healed. This is according to Scripture. I didn't make any of this up. Let's go to 1 Peter 2.24. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, one translation says by his stripes, you know the stripes that were laid on his back by that whip. By his wounds, you are healed. Somebody say, I am healed. Uh-huh. Let's go to 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. I love this verse. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. What does it mean to prosper? To be well, to do good, to have enough, to be balanced. I believe part of prospering is being delighted. God blesses you and you go, oh, I'm so excited and so grateful for that. That's part of prospering in your soul, all right? So you are healed because God said so. Someone say, I am healed. Yeah, there's no fear, no fear. You are healed. Haven't you always been healed of stuff? You ever gotten the flu before? But here you are. Come on, stay with me. Have you ever gotten a cough before? Uh Uh-huh, but here you are. You ever had allergies before? Oh, I have, and those are just real fun. I'm being sarcastic. Right now is the funnest time in your life to have an allergy cough. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Someone did that for effect. uh Uh-huh. All this started, and I was going, (coughs) (coughs) I I better check my pulse. You ever been in the hospital before? Here you are. You ever had a fever before? Mm-hmm. And your mom was slicing potatoes and putting them on your forehead. Did anybody's mom do that? Y'all never heard of that? Dad, uh-huh. My mom did that. It draws the fever out. I'm like, man, you're just messing with me while I'm down, Mom. <laughs> Take a picture. And now there's camera, camera phone for everything. Phone, camera. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You say, yeah, but I've been through hard times. You don't know. Yeah, but here you are. Here you are. There's seasons of that. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. Be encouraged. I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. I love that verse. I love it so much. 3 John 1, 2. Let's read it one more time. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Hmm. Did you know you are a spirit? You have a soul, and you live in a body. And God wants all three to be lined up. Your spirit's fine. Your spirit, you accepted Jesus, your spirit was reborn. The moment you accepted Jesus and placed your faith in Jesus. And your soul, well, that's your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's got to line up with your spirit, and sometimes that's easier said than done. But then your body follows suit as well. So spirit, soul, and body. And it's God's will that they all be blessed and all prospering, all doing well, all at once. You are healed. Somebody say, I am healed. Yeah, God has always healed you and taken care of you. Number three today. Oh, this is important. 
you have peace. You have peace. Say, man, I don't know if I feel it. Well, by faith, you do have peace, and it's been promised. Let's go to Luke 7.50. I stumbled across this verse this week. Notice what Jesus said to the woman here, a woman that he healed. He said, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. He healed her in different ways. Emotionally, he healed her past, most likely physically, but he said, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Why did he say go in peace? Well, because once you have faith that you're saved and righteousness comes through faith, righteousness brings peace. And I'm going to bring up that verse right now because that's in there too. Let's go to Isaiah 32, 15. This is beautiful. I want you to soak this up this morning. Isaiah 32, 15. Check this out. Until at last the Spirit is poured out on us from heaven. That's already happened. God has poured His Spirit out on us from heaven. By faith, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues according to Scripture. Book of Acts chapter 2 and on from there and throughout the New Testament. That's been a promise there and now it has happened. God has poured out His Spirit on us. Then the wilderness will what? Become a fertile field and the fertile field will yield bountiful crops. Have y'all seen all those yellow flowers around here this year? I've never seen that many. Do you notice that? We actually got rain at the end of last year and into February and March, and it, it changed some stuff. Now, there's allergens in the air, and you look back and say, would I do it again for the allergies? I don't know, but it sure is pretty. I don't know. We'll talk, ask me next year. But I've seen fields that are covered in yellow wildflowers. Why? Because the ground was fertile. Rained and rained and rained and rained. Justice will rule in the wilderness and righteousness in the fertile field. Wow. And this righteousness will bring what? When you're right with God, it gives you peace. I need you to hear me this morning. When you know that you're right with God, it gives you peace. There's nothing to worry about. God's going to take care of you. This righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in safety quietly at home. Except for my neighbors. They got this bass machine going on in their vehicle. It's not very quiet sometimes. But I'm like, in the name of Jesus. May that project end at some point. That's a project vehicle. And I'm like, how could you listen to bass that much? Did we do that when we were their, their age, Noe? We did? Okay, I'm not mad at them. I'm like, man, that much of Jonathan says, oh, remember you used to listen to Miami Bass Wars. I'm like, is that, is that what the cassette was, really? I don't know, but it sounds funny, doesn't it? Whatever. My people will live in safety, quietly at home. They will be at rest. They will be at rest. Even if the forest should be destroyed. Well, there wasn't a forest here anyway. Even if the forest should be destroyed and the city torn down, the Lord will greatly bless his people. No matter what, God's going to take care of you. Say, man, there's all kinds of stuff going on. The Lord will greatly bless his people. Wherever they plant seed, say you sow tithe and offering or you gave some milk to somebody or you gave, yeah, you gave some toilet 
paper or paper towels to someone or you gave some candy or you gave some extra potatoes or some sweet potatoes or something you had extra or some shoes. Do you see where I'm going here? Wherever they plant seed, bountiful crops will spring up. Their cattle and donkeys will graze freely. We don't have any cattle or donkeys, but our dogs sometimes eat the green grass. I don't know why. I'm all just graze freely, right? Just graze freely in this backyard. There's green grass for everybody. Ugh, how gross, right? The point of this verse is God is giving you freedom even in the midst of things that don't feel like freedom. You are free. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. I want to just talk to you just for a moment about this. Be careful what you're listening to on the news. Hey, you want updates? That's between you and God. You do what you do. But you also know at what point you say, I cannot handle this anymore. This is too much. Be careful with social media. Updates are great. But the problem is there's lies, there's truth, there's lies mixed with the truth, there's truth that's late, there's something that's changed. Hey, great. Praise God for social media and all of its benefits. But at the same time, at the same time, don't let that junk rob your peace. News or social media, even people. Folks are like, you know what I heard? You know what they're doing now? They're not doing that now. I've seen that over and over again. No, they're not. They're, they're not doing that. You know what, what's going to happen? And I think people just sit around making up stuff sometimes. I don't know. But don't let anything rob your peace because it is yours. You have peace. God gave it to you. He promised it to you. Remember, Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Peace that the world cannot give. So interesting thing about peace in Scripture. In English, we usually translate it as peace. That is the word most of the time in the Hebrew, which is shalom. Now, the shalom in Hebrew is fascinating because it means so many things. You know, Hebrew is a very rich language. Many of their letters stand for a letter and a number. It's a deep and a rich language and an ancient language. You look into shalom and what it means and what it's translated as when it's not translated as peace, because that's a pretty good translation, but at the same time it means being well. It also means well-being, at ease, having good health, prosperity, security, safety, not missing any good thing that you need, not lacking any good thing. That's really what shalom and peace mean according to Scripture. You have peace. You have everything you need. You have shalom. You have everything you need right now. God is with you. He's for you. And He's not going to leave you lonely. And as a matter of fact, through this season, mark my words, as you continue to tithe and give, as you continue to love people and love God and walk out your faith, God's going to do some incredible things for you. You just watch. You watch. You're going to get good deals on stuff, cars, houses. You're going to have favor that you're like, wow, have I always had this much favor? Maybe so, but you didn't notice it until now during a a time that's really squeezing you. God's going to give you favor. You're going to watch. You're going to watch and you're going to see. Mark my words because it is the word of God. Number four, you have wisdom. You have wisdom. Now walk in it. Let's go to James 1.5. You have wisdom. Did, every, did, did almost everybody get one of the, the handouts for the notes today? Just about everybody get those? Okay. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not 
rebuke you for asking. So if you've asked him, hey, there's already some wisdom there. But at the same time, look at this, Proverbs 15, 33. The fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. So if you're walking with respect to God and you're walking very respectfully of God, and you have reverence for him, say, I'm afraid of God. No, you are walking respectfully and honoring God and obeying him. Well, the fear of the Lord teaches wisdom and humility precedes honor. But that's powerful, the first part of that verse. The fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Yeah, there's a lot of dumb stuff you, would, you and I would not do because we respect God. There's a lot of things we will not engage in just because like, no, that would. I like what Joseph told the woman who was hitting up on him in the Old Testament. You remember the story? Joseph with his handsome young man, and who knows, I guess he was handsome, and he was running a house already, and he was single, and he was sharp, probably had a nice tan, I don't know, but the lady of the house saw him, and she said, you need to be with me, and finally he told her, he said, how can I sin against my God? So you have wisdom, just exercise it. Just think about, hmm, is what I'm doing right now, is it bringing honor to God? Is it respecting God? Think about it. You have wisdom already, okay? Wisdom is the proper application of knowledge. Wisdom is you don't drive through a school zone going 50 miles an hour, right? Wisdom is you don't go 120 miles per hour on the highway. Let me go ahead and stretch this out because I don't know of anybody in here who has these. Wisdom is you never buy a radar detector for your vehicle. Why? If you're going to go speed limit. I saw a dude the other day, he must have been twice my age, and he, he, you know, he looked sharp for his age. He was an older man. He had a radar detector in his vehicle. I was like, how fast are you driving? I need to detect when the, do you? No, save the $125 and the guarantee from those companies that they'll pay your ticket if you get one, and just, just go speed limit. And some of you are like, I live on the edge. Well, when you're on the highway, that's between you and God. You can go two or three miles per hour above the speed limit between you and God. If you choose to, but I didn't tell you to, uh, I, that's between you and God. All right? Just so everybody knows. But leave earlier. I have, have an aunt. Well, she's in heaven now. She used to say that. She'd, people would speed past us. She's all, and she'd say it over and over again. They should have left earlier. They should have left earlier. Apply wisdom, right? You have wisdom, now use it because you're a fearer of God. You respect God. You honor and uh, reverence Him, all right? And where do you find wisdom? Oh, my goodness. When you love and respect God, you get into His Word. There's all kinds of wisdom in here, all right? Let's go over our points again today, if you would. Number one, the Faith for Life series here, you are blessed. Someone say, I am blessed. Number two, you are healed. Someone say, I am healed. Number three, you have peace. Say, I have peace. Number four, you have wisdom. Someone say, I have wisdom. That's right. Praise God. Let's pray together today, if you would. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. God has something wonderful, wonderful for you today, even as we end this service, even as we begin to pray together. Is there anybody in this house who says, you know what? I just need to get right with God. If there's anyone in this house or on Facebook Live, you say, man, I've accepted Jesus before, or it's my first time, I've never accepted him. Would you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. There are, and I believe this is touching someone on this live stream this morning. 
I don't know who it is. I believe it's a woman, though. I don't know who you are. I have no idea who's watching right now. But God has been trying to get your attention for a long time. And th- when this all hit, the first thing you thought was, man, I'm in trouble. But no, you're not. You just It takes one step to get right with God. One step. One step. Would everybody in this house repeat this prayer with me and those listening online? Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for any sin in my life. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Jesus is still my Lord. He is my Savior. He died and rose again for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart. And so I am saved from myself, from my sin, and I'm saved from hell. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I believe today in Jesus' mighty name. Now, I know there's folks out there that have prayer requests in this house and online. But if you just have a need from God right now, you say, well, God has taken care of all my needs, but there's, I'm doing great. But I, there, there's something else that I need from God right now. I have a prayer request. Would you go ahead and raise your hand in this house? Go ahead. And we're going to believe, believe right now. There's requests for wisdom. There's physical needs and different things, healing going on online and in this house. There were some hands that went up. Let's believe right now. Father, whatever those needs are, we agree in Jesus' mighty name. Scripture says the arm of the Lord is not shortened. It is not. God, you can reach us wherever we are. You're a God who is near and a God who is far off. You're our God when we're young and a God when we are old. And you'll be our God when we are in heaven, Father. And you know our needs. Scripture says you know us before we ask. But we also know that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Right now, I stir up faith in you. In Jesus' name, let it be stirred up. Let your faith be stirred up for whatever you need from God. He's taking care of all these other needs. He's going to take care of that need now. He's always come through, hasn't he? He has always come through. Always, always, always. His track record is stellar. He's an on-time God. He's faithful. And let me address some of you as well right now. God is not mad at you. Ask Him to forgive you if you've struggled with an area of sin. Say you're sorry and you're immediately restored to right standing with God, just like that. God is not mad at you. God is not punishing you. God is using situations right now to perfect you. What does that mean? Perfect you means to make you more mature and make you a better believer. God is not punishing you right now. See, yeah, but I made some bad choices. Well, sometimes we got to walk out some consequences, but God is going to turn that around for your good. You mark my words. Because Scripture says all things work together for good to, to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. So don't you dare give up hope today. Don't you dare give up hope today. God is with you. God is for you. God is strong and He is working on your behalf today. We praise you, Father, for your faithfulness. We thank you because you're with us. We thank you because you're not moved or frightened by anything, Lord God, and nothing catches you off guard. Now we thank you for the empowerment of your grace. Thank you for making us bold and strong and courageous. And, Lord, we're healthy and whole and vibrant and joyful, and we praise you today. We give you all the glory. 
and honor and praise. In Jesus' name, all the people of God said, Amen.